0: This is 12 Questions with Anna Valenzuela. Uh, This week we're talking to comedian Jean Whitney. She is amazing. We're going to talk a whole lot about the roast battle, which I did. Yay! Um, And it went well. I eat some humble pie because I said I was never going to do it again. And guess what? I'm doing it on January 26th against another comic named Raina Hunter. She's amazing. It's a, God, it's such a, it's, you'll hear the episode. It's, it's a whole lot of work and it's a whole lot of your emotions kind of out on the table and, I'm so glad that I did it. I feel like I grew as a person and as a comic, but we're going to talk a ton about that and about this little phenomenon called post-roast depression. And of course, we're going to talk about the questions. It does cut off around the 10th question because I talked too long about my dumb stuff and uh, didn't stay on track. I'm going to, I'm going to own that. And I ran out of memory card, so I'm an idiot, but that's okay. I feel like it ends at a great point, and and Jean's just a fabulous representation of doing the work and being of service, and she's really amazing. Uh, Even before the interview started, there was a whole long talk about kind of the way she was feeling leading up to it. And then after it cuts off, we talked a lot about her being of service. And the thing is, is Jean really does the work. She's amazing. And um, there's a lot to learn from here. And she's just a beautiful person. She's my hero. I had to tell her um, that, you know, she's my hero, my hero, Jean Whitney. So let's do this. So, uh, so yeah, so. everybody i have that fear i have that fear all the time that people don't like you yes yeah totally
1: totally i know i well i used to take care of this older lady who had dementia and um it was weird one day we were just walking and talking and she was like you have got to stop it with this people aren't gonna like me business
0: Oh. Which I
1: thought, I was like, where did you get that from? Like, she wasn't all that there, but she could still tell my insecurities. Like,
0: <laughs> How can you see on the inside yeah. of my soul?
1: You old, old, what is she, yeah. a shaman? Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She was like 92. And like, she, I don't think she knew my name half the time, but she knew. No, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that I was afraid. Yeah, like, it's so hard yeah. in
0: comedy because we were just yeah. talking about that. People gossip. People say things mm-hmm. and... It hurts your feelings, but yeah. they say things all the time. And at some point, and it's the same thing, it's it's true in the program, too. Like, I got clean in a really small town, and so all of us knew every
1: single thing about each
0: other. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. What,
1: what town did you get clean
0: in? Uh, San Luis Obispo. Okay. I was, like, born there and raised in Northern California, and then I got, I got clean there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one meeting a day, basically. So... Similar to open mics, you heard everyone's material by week one. That was it. And so Mm -hmm. there wasn't really anything new to hear for a while, but you got to know people really, really well. And then you got to see people grow in real time. And likewise, they got to see me grow in real time. But it was definitely like I learned to be hypersensitive about my perception because everybody knew who had fucked who and who had done what and who had just had a breakup why they were going to that kind of meeting all of a sudden Yeah, it got very and, gossipy very
1: gossipy. but see it's gossipy up here too and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a. I I mean it, it starts to become a small community
0: yeah now. well you find yeah. your click and then you like always run with yeah. your click I
1: don't feel like I have a click high five <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: moved back to LA and I, it's like I found my my home in Long Beach with mm-hmm. these like incredible women with yeah. Thirty years, who share really raw about still being powerless over candy and all kinds yeah. of stuff that gets in the way. And uh, I move back to LA, and I'm like, no, I'm alone. But then I get well. To now you have your, like all
1: you guys kind of hang out, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's di- huh. but it's, it is different. I need my program family. In fact, I need my program family to keep me sane and my comedy family. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, right? Like, because I will three i will lose my patience and tolerance pretty quickly
1: yeah the comedy family is not really where like all of the whiz
0: maybe <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> well, it, it, the it,
1: spirituality is not really to be found there yeah I
0: think. it will but then there's some overlap it's we have a i figured it out i was like oh wait a minute comedy is a high risk behavior that's why there's so many you clean think? and sober people in it
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah there are so many so many yeah so more than you would ever yeah everybody in the says i feel like everyone's got some kind of mental disorder uh yeah yeah whether <laughs> whether it be autism or bipolar or alcoholic or whatever like everybody has some kind of and then disorder when you,
0: when you meet somebody who's like a well put together pretty sane person who like keeps who like keeps theirself in in check like one of the door mm-hmm. guys was at the store was telling me that he, he he's gone to therapy and that he's, he's worked on himself, that he works on being a sane individual and had no weird trauma past that drove him there. He just wanted to, he just wanted to keep himself healthy. It's like, who are you? Yeah. There's like five people in all of comedy who are just like, yeah, I just, you know, want to keep a little balance in my life. Yeah.
1: Well, it's good. To, I think it's good to be, want to be healthy and balanced. Yeah. I
0: don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I know. If you have to work for it, really. Then that maybe there's something.
0: Ah, I think we all have to work for it. Do we? Yeah, because yeah. it's it's we we live in a nightmare city How that almost doesn't have want to us work here. For it. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> Some of us have to work harder than others. Yeah. So okay, so Jean, I've always wanted to talk to you just to get to. I'm so glad we're hanging out. Me too. I'm so glad we're hanging Me out. Too. We had a full on hangout. You know, I this.
1: met you a year ago yesterday. I know Shut it's weird up. that I know that
0: because you did that that marion show
1: yeah and, and the, i just remember the date because it was like i loved that night um and then you came up to me afterwards and you were and you said uh i was like a month into comedy yeah yeah and then and then i was like i hope i see her again i hope i meet her again <laughs> yeah but i was so crazy at the time that like i i remembered what you said you said you gave me hope you and did. then later on, I thought, did she mean you're so shitty you gave me hope?
0: That no. <laughs> I,
1: Or did she mean like you were inspiring? I'm like, maybe she meant that
0: I was <laughs> shitty. <laughs> no, because not only were, did you have an amazing set. Thank you. And you came out and you did something I'd never. You, you basically said in your first, because you came out and you sang. Mm-hmm. And so what you told the audience was, I'm an entertainer. I'm 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 not just a comedian. I'm gonna oh. knock your socks off being funny, and I'm also an entertainer. So strap in. <laughs> so, I just I had no idea how to start, and I was so nervous. It, and understandably hmm. so, because you were also opening for a hero of mine. It I would a, have, of mine too. Yeah. I would th- I would have thrown up three times just at the concept. Yeah, of of opening for for Marin, and I always wondered like because I because I. When I ran into you at open mics, I was like, first off, what's she doing here? She's open for Marin. I was like, "What? I didn't understand like the comedy world." I was just like, "Oh, yeah. she's that's an important person. What are you doing here with us weirdos?" You no, know what I mean? Important. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're fantastic thank you you're fantastic so it's it's one of those things of like yeah you did inspire you and continue to inspire me oh thank you yeah no you're amazing now my head's like why do i (laughs) (laughs) well you just came off of um a a touchy roast battle experience yeah we were just talking about um and in fact as i'm doing intros for the episodes that i'm releasing right now i'm Mm -hmm. like hey guys i'm gonna do this show and i'm gonna be real mean to somebody for no reason you know (laughs) and it's because it's a it's everybody I've seen come off of that. It's one of the, the Rose Battle is one of the coolest shows in mm-hmm. town, but it's also, it has a, a big emotional toll on the performers and no one's talking about that, but they tell me. I
1: didn't know that it did. I thought it was just me because I'm like weak or something. No. Because like then I, I'll talk to Brian Moses and he's like, you have to know that everything is said for comedic effect and yeah. you can't take it personally. And I'm like, but I am taking it
0: personally. <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, um. you're a human. Yeah. And, and other performers definitely have, they've told me that they have big emotional blowback from it and that they can't, like, you know, we, we saw a guy quit comedy shortly after that.
1: But now he's back in
0: it. Now he's, now he's kind of back in. Okay, he's good. He's kind of back in. Well, How long did at he least, quit? Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly. I'll have to, I'll have to ask him. I, I don't know if he's doing anything else other than the Rose Battle. But. I was
1: thinking of quitting actually the other night and I was like I I was like what after I lost I was like what am I doing what am I doing out here what am I doing like cause I think one of the jokes he wrote where he said something about like she wants to be an actress but she can't get a good part Uh, like he did a lot of stuff like kind of like failed actress thing Mm -hmm. and then I was lying in bed and I was just like am I really a comedian or am I just a (laughs) failed actress and then (laughs) I was like, who am I? And then um, and then I, I had like a babysitting job and I went to my babysitting job and I like cried in the hallway. And then like I dried my eyes and I like this little girl that I babysit. She's like, what's wrong today? And I'm like, I'm just a little sad to be honest. Maybe not a good thing to say to a child. But
0: no, that's perfect. Yeah. Because then you get to tell a child, hey, guess what? Yeah, I'm experiencing feelings. And yeah. it's appropriate to experience your feelings. It's appropriate yeah. to after somebody's called you a, a, a horn 12 different ways <laughs> you know what i mean like to yeah. be like you know I'm, I'm you know to to take it and and to feel your feelings yeah you just got to walk through it you're going to be stronger and, for it on the other side but then she did this
1: thing it was so sweet she drew like a little picture of me as a superhero and she then she put brown in the blonde hair she's like cuz you have some brown in your hair and i'm like yeah they're roots but like <laughs> <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: to her it's pretty (laughs) to her
1: it's yeah so it made me feel a lot better and then do you have that picture
0: uh no she has it she hadn't completed it yet and i had to go but you get it you frame it yeah well take a picture of it and send it to me and i'll release it with the podcast okay because there's like a thumbnail monday i don't know when you're gonna release this but Uh, it'll be a while okay it'll be a while i'm like backed up on on editing
1: and then and then when Eliza said that thing like that just made me feel so much better yeah. and then I'm like, you know what? I it's fine. Yeah. I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, you're made of tough stuff. I I heard this in a meeting the other day. We didn't we didn't get here because God didn't want us to step into our greatness. That's
1: that was, awesome.
0: That's a stepping yeah. into your greatness moment. Getting clean. Not and just that, but you, you have them all along the way. You stood on a stage next to a person in a high pressure situation where it's like the Coliseum. They just want blood. Yeah. <laughs> they just want the tiger to eat somebody, <laughs> you know, and that's a stepping into your greatness situation to stand there with grace and composure and to like hear a bunch of jokes that if somebody told you those jokes in real life, you would pepper spray them. <laughs> you know or like like you would you would be really upset you'd yeah. get, you'd you'd at least cry but maybe here it's not
1: supposed to matter huh in this realm it's not supposed to matter you it's know? okay and if it matters yeah and sometimes it like maybe something slips under the door yeah. you know and you're like oh man it's a whole lot is of negativity that true you know no,
0: no. <laughs> uh no so
1: but anyway
0: it's all good it's all good so like before we get into the questiony questions okay. um cuz I, I know I know you're you're in that recovery community. What what was you don't have to go through the full the full spiel, but like what what was the last couple weeks like? What what brought you that far?
1: This couple weeks of my life?
0: No, like when you're when you were or using the last couple yeah. weeks of using,
1: I was like, "Okay. Um well, it was weird cuz it I just I think it was November 10th, 2013. Ooh. I really I got in a car wreck and I'd been drinking And I was upset and I hit the car in front of me and Mm -hmm. then my airbag went off and it hurt my arm and uh, I parked the car and the cops didn't want to come because it was Hollywood and it was a Saturday night. So I didn't get a DUI, Uh, but I drove home and my car was totaled and I had to pay all this money to get it fixed and uh, I tried to get sober. I think I went to um, a meeting after that, but then I just started drinking again yeah yeah because i was like yeah (laughs) maybe i don't have to i don't have to do it right (laughs) i don't really need this maybe i'm not enough you know maybe i don't know if i have a problem um and then i think i met somebody in the program that i really looked up to and i talked to them about it and they were like i was like i'm just afraid that if i quit drinking or i'm Mm. not going to be interesting and they were like well what happens when you're drinking I'm like, I black out. And they're like, that doesn't sound interesting. <laughs> and they said, they told me, I was, they're, they're like, uh, we had this long conversation. They're like, are you going to do it? Are you going to quit? And I'm like, well, I'm afraid if I don't quit, I won't make it in this town. And they, I'll never forget, they were like, no, you won't make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that uh, at the time. But then later on, I realized that it wasn't really a place that was my problem. I always thought that people places things. That was my problem. Mm-hmm. And if I could change my situation, I would be fine, but it wasn't, it was always me. No matter where I went, I lived here. I moved to New York. I had a drinking problem there. I was in Indiana. I had a drinking problem. I lived in California. It was always me. And I took me wherever I went. Right. So I guess when I finally committed to it the last couple of weeks, um, I, the DMV sent me a letter saying they were going to take away my license. I had nowhere to live. I was like subletting in an apartment. I did not know when the curl was going to come back. I was broke. I called my dad asking for money and he said, no. He's like, what the hell is going on out there? Maybe you should just come home. Mm. So I was just in a really bad situation. I was like, the only way I can go is up. I can either like go back home or I can stop drinking. That's, that's it. (laughs) I was like at a crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. And I just felt terrible myself. But the only thing that felt good was that I was actually trying to to better myself
0: in this way. Mm -hmm. And yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And you're, you mentioned your dad, your adorable little old dad. Yeah. You have an extra old dad?
1: (laughs) I have an extra old dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I called him. That's good. And he was like, "What are you doing? Are you screwing your life up out there?" It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. He's like, "I think you mentioned drinking a couple times. Are you drinking a lot?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good, Dad. I just
0: uh, I got to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was in total denial cuz I would drink like a bottle and two bottles of wine by myself and be like, "That's not a bad night, right?" No, no. And not now at all. I'm like, "That's eight glasses of wine by yourself for no reason like that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm good guys <laughs> yeah that's uh and that was a good night like yeah. that was me going ah that's fine you know
0: and so, then at least in the year that I've known you I've watched your comedy career grow and grow and grow and grow and grow so whatever you're growing?
1: doing I feel yes. like it's staying I don't complacent
0: uh, we always feel like we're not doing enough yeah my friends on the outside of comedy are like How much do you sleep? you you get a lot done during the week, and I don't feel that way. I'm like, you know, I slept in today, and I didn't. I beat up on myself all the time for not doing enough. So, you're doing. Everyone's doing more than enough. It's just that we all want it so bad. Yeah, motivates us. So you do whatever you're doing. Whatever you're doing on both sides of your life, it's working kicking ass
1: thank you kicking ass taking names so that was a long explanation i guess of two no. Weeks. So, uh, yeah no, no that's
0: okay. that's a great that's great and your parents still together they're, they're they're
1: well my mom um passed away five years ago oh, i'm sorry to hear that oh thank you i feel awkward telling people that because then yeah. i know Ooh. that the sorry thing's gonna come right yeah. out hey <laughs> both shit. my parents
0: are dead dead are. parents club <laughs> woo cheers <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sorry. And I'm like, Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so what are you supposed to say? It's like, oh, that yeah. sucks. People,
1: but people ask, they're like, what about your parents? And I'm like... Super uh,
0: dead. That's what, super dead. <laughs> That's what I tell Super dead. That's what I tell So dead. Like, the most okay, dead. I'm
1: going to... Can I use that yes. to take the edge off? Well, my mom's super dead. Super dead. And uh, she's actually right up there. Now I feel bad. Sorry, mom. Um, and my dad is... But they stayed together until my mom was super dead. They stayed oh. together and... Um, my dad, oh my God, he just loves my mom. Like he has this like notion about it. Like he just puts her on a pedestal. Oh, like you know how people you might yeah. fall in love with someone you do that at first, and then so it my in, and then you're like, oh, your dad. this person's an idiot. But yeah, yeah, like all like she used to smoke. And my dad never knew it because she lied about it. And uh, then when she died, we were looking through her stuff in the closet and we found like her cigarettes. And my dad was like, Gina, are these yours? Oh. And I'm like, no, she smoked. And he's like, no, she didn't. And oh. then later on, he was like, well, that was the only thing she ever lied
0: about. And then he would just laugh. That's the cutest thing <laughs> yeah. in the world. <laughs> I love that. I mean, my stepmom's yeah. that way with my dad, too. He, she, they're, they're The love of her life, mm-hmm. you know? That's a beautiful thing. Does it give you hope? Does it give you hope that you'll you'll have a love of your life someday?
1: Yeah. But then I'm like, maybe my expectations
0: are too high. Word, yeah. word. Yeah. I, I like that. Okay. We'll get we'll get into the questions. Okay. Uh, so how how do you experience surrender daily?
1: Oh boy, that's a good question.
0: I don't even today. I just saw you go through a whole cycle of like get information you don't like and then come to a place of surrender with it. Like, what's that like? I guess
1: I talk it out with people. Maybe I'm needy. But sometimes I'll freak out about something. I'll be like, I need to talk to someone. I need, I need to, because there's just so much that happens in life that you just have no control over. Yeah. Yeah. And you gotta like, brave through it, I guess. Yeah but I want to control so much. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't it be great? Yeah.
1: You. D- I, I don't know. Sometimes I do. I just have to surrender. I have to be like, this is happening and I can't really do anything to stop it. And I'm just going to have to be okay with it. I'm just going to have to go, okay, well, everything's going to be all right. In the end, everything
0: I, th- does it get all right in the end?
1: I mean, I'm doing all right. So I guess whatever I was worried about happened. All right. Yeah. It <laughs> turned <Right>. out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of, maybe in a silly, naive way, I believe everything happens for a reason. So, like, whatever happens, even if it's bad, it was something was supposed to be taught to you through it. I'm the same way. Yeah,
0: I want to choose to believe the better story. Mm-hmm. So, it,
1: it was, des- whatever's happening is designed to make you a stronger, better person. Mm-hmm. And maybe you won't be a stronger, better person if you don't, like, take the challenge or something. Totally.
0: <laughs> take the life challenge. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's great. Okay. Um, what's been your most insane experience in and out of recovery?
1: Uh, like with feelings or just like
0: feelings, behavior, experiences, whatever it was. Most
1: insane. Oh my God. I, I'm so jealous sometimes. Mm. There was somebody that I was, like, really jealous of, a comedian, and I would, like, stalk her on Twitter, and I would, like, instead of doing my work, like, I would get on her website and like look at what she was doing and i'm like she's doing that show and that show son of a bitch <laughs> i'm like i'm not doing any of these shows and then i would call like a booker like on a show i didn't even want to be on i would be like can i get booked on this show just because i like needed in my head to compete with her somehow and i had to like talk to my sponsor about it and i had and Did you pray for her yeah, I had to pray for her, yeah. And, uh, and then my sponsor was like, well, she, she's English, and she's like, she's a threat to your ego because everyone is a threat to our ego, you know? Uh, and uh, I, I it was like a whole thing. I had to learn how to get through it and not compare myself to other hmm. people. And what I learned is just because I was stalking her on Twitter – her career didn't change at all. Just you know, she just kept getting better and better and it didn't fucking matter what I was doing. But I, I stopped getting better because for maybe for a bit because I was spending so much energy on her and not on myself. Right. And um and then one night I saw her bomb and it felt kind of good. I'm not going to lie. And then I was, and then not cuz I wish her ill, but because I was like, you know what? She's not she's not super. invincible. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's not invincible. I shouldn't compare myself to her cause she's just a human being mm-hmm. and this is insane. And then I felt bad for her bombing and I stopped stalking her. There you go. Yeah.
0: There you go. I love it. I love it. Um, what, what's your decision process like in life?
1: Um, I guess sometimes like I get really angry and I want to make a decision right away. But since I've gotten sober, I always pause and I always think it through, which can be hard to do because it's satisfying sometimes to make like an an abrupt decision and Mm -hmm. I'll pause and, uh, I'll think, okay, uh, What are what are the pros of me doing this? And what are the cons of me doing this? And I'll try to be as honest as I can with the pros and cons list. Because you can make a pros and cons list and still not be honest with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and still try to take the easy way out in a way. It's like really yeah.
0: front loaded on like yeah. one, one There's side. There's no cons. There's no cons. Yeah. I should light his house on fire. Yes. It's it's all pros. Completely yeah. appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then...
1: uh if I still don't trust myself, I might talk to like a trusted friend or a sponsor about my pros and cons list. And they'll be like, yeah, I still don't, I don't think you want to do that. I, it doesn't sound like you want to do that. No, but I really do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so, yeah, my decision, I just, I, uh, I don't always make the best decisions right away. Yeah. So I ask a person I trust um what I used to do when I was drinking is I would ask, if I I didn't trust myself at all and I would ask everybody yeah. everything yeah what should i text this guy you know i asked the person on the bus stop who might be like crazy or something right? like <laughs> what should i say this is what he said what do i you know like how did they know what to do why am i asking there? why did i think everybody was like higher than me or something
0: <laughs> tell him the moment told you this <laughs> tell him to get over here that's so funny that's I, I did the same thing. You and, did? Yeah, and for years yeah. in recovery. For years, too. Like, oh, I just I can't... My I had an ex tell me I had last meal ever syndrome. I couldn't ever pick a meal oh. at a restaurant. Like, it was going to be the last, last time I was... Last meal ever, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, this is the last time I'll ever eat out. It's just porridge and water from here on out. <laughs> and so I would panic and just ask the waiter if the tuna special and the omelet got in a cage match who would win like, what did they say they would always just they would always look at me like are you are you a cra-? i did a lot of crazy crazy comedian things before finding out i was a comedian yeah. so they would look at me like who what are are you from mars what are you think yeah. like, what's going on and then they would usually answer the question if they had a good sense of humor they'd chuckle and be like oh totally the omelet there's more protein so um you know, it's, it was just a weird thing I did, but I, I literally couldn't make decisions. And then like somewhere when the higher power thing clicked, I was like, oh, I can make decisions now. It's not so stressful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's,
1: that's oh yeah. Weird. I mean, that's another thing I kind of like will ask my higher power. I, I haven't really dealt into that. Maybe I don't have a good enough connection with, no, we'll talk with about God, that. but I do ask and then I'm
0: like, I don't hear anything like <laughs> that's, that's you know. okay. Yeah. That's, I got nine years of my recovery. I was like, what's, what is this experience? That's weird. Yeah. That it's through living life that we find life on life's terms that we find our higher power. I think. And it's for a lot of us, it takes time. Like you hear in people in meetings and they'll be like, I'm so grateful. Uh, I have a God of my understanding. I have 20 <laughs> seconds clean and sober and god is everything to me and you're like who are you shut up you don't understand you don't even know how to pay an electric bill anymore (laughs) tell me you get god i don't yeah
1: every time i think that i'm fine and i'm Mm -hmm. solid in my soul something happens and i like need help
0: there's no finish line
1: yeah I'm like I'm good. I got this sobriety thing now, yeah. and I am a. Uh, <laughs> I am a simple person, so smart and grounded. And then something will happen, I'll break, and I'll be like, "I need to talk to somebody." Like <laughs>
0: that's okay. Yeah. That's I was. We were, we were talking about this before we started recording. I was literally on on Tuesday crying in my car because I didn't want my roommates to hear me crying as loud as I wanted to cry on the phone with my sponsor. So yeah. I went to my car to cry. And talk to my sponsor on her lunch break. And Tuesday? Tuesday. Just yeah. Tuesday. Aww. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay to cry. Yeah. It's okay to feel my feels and be like, oh, I don't like these feelings. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Life's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have a theory about comedy that we, uh, what we do is we blow dopamine and serotonin through our brains all day, all the time. Mm. We try to stay in a joy space and then we try to project that out. Mm-hmm. There's the other half of our brain that is not so joyous that if we neglect it, it'll kick our butts. So sometimes I give myself sad time Fridays and just <laughs> put on a sad movie or put on like a sad song, put on the national, yeah. you know, put on my fuzzy socks and have a good, have a good cry, mm-hmm. you know, cause, cause that those feelings have to exist in my yeah. brain too. It makes no sense for me to expect joy at all times. yeah that's my thought
1: i I didn't know other people because sometimes i like to be a little bit melancholy like i'm like it's a cloudy day time to get out the bob dylan yeah think of someone i haven't seen in a long time exactly
0: let's go through the (laughs) ex-boyfriend inventory or even even not just that the never was a boyfriend hooked up twice and things got weird inventory let's do let's do the let's do the never was let's do the he could have been the love of my life but that,
1: somehow I got my signals crossed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the guy who got drunk and cried my vagina for three minutes, you know. <laughs> Someone's done that? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've, I've yeah. been, I've been, priv- and sadly, I wasn't drinking at the time. Uh, I've been definitely privy to, uh, th- they like to break down in front of me sometimes.
1: Really? Yeah. have maternal instinct. Yeah. Yeah. I sense it.
0: Yeah, it really ruins sex. Man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, what is, uh, what is, what have you discovered about yourself that you were totally surprised by in the recovery process? It, it could be good, it could be bad, it could be indifferent.
1: That I could do it. Oh. That I could get sober. Because yeah. I thought it was like impossible. I totally thought I could never ever live my life without drinking and well now I don't have to think about it like my whole life without drinking I just have to think about today right but right I, that was no that was that conception was impossible
0: right yeah well it like your first week is always like uh well, you're not gonna drink now but I want to but you're not going to but I want to but you're not going to but if, yeah. that, and then it's a mosh pit in your head yeah
1: I I kept slipping and then like I always thought oh I can quit drinking whenever I want but then when I really tried and I couldn't I was like oh my god I did not realize it was this bad like uh, and then I went to a meeting and I was like it's impossible and this woman was like it is possible and I was like okay (laughs) 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 okay really (laughs) Um, yeah that's great is she your sponsor now No, because she she came and talked to me after the meeting, and someone was like, you should be her sponsor. And she's like, I have seven sponsees. I can't. And then I was like, yeah, I want someone to pay more attention to me.
0: (laughs) I'm going to need all the attention. Yeah, I'm going to need seven sponsees worth of time. (laughs) um, It's funny because you mentioned, like, is that needy or whatever? I don't see you as that person who's like, I need all this attention. Like i mean we're comics we We both have that to an extent but like i don't see you as that person who's like pay attention to me oh maybe i just think the little most like
1: attention is needy or something
0: yeah yeah you deserve attention as just a person you deserve to be acknowledged thank you and the people in your life should pay attention to you because they're in your life and you're in their life and it's a mutual exchange yeah it's totally okay well now that
1: never mind (laughs) (laughs) i was like now they're gonna be paying attention to me saying that i
0: well you know you did really well on that show and fuck what anybody says okay fuck them they're trash but i had a sponsor tell me that once in a while i'd be like and then they're gonna say this about me and she'd pause and she'd go fuck them they're trash who cares what they say yeah, <laughs> you know not the most spiritual response to anything but at the same time sometimes you just gotta be like oh i really give a shit what some doped up 19 year old who thinks he knows how to write jokes might say in a sal's yeah or wherever like it doesn't yeah. matter no it doesn't it really doesn't matter yeah and if they're my, my stepmom used to say this, too, she'd be like, great, because I used to be so concerned about what people were saying, because, you know, we're so self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, everybody's talking about me all the time. No, nobody was talking about me. And it's none of my yeah. business if they are. But um, that's true. It is none of my business if they are. Yeah. yeah, it's just none of your business. It's, and I'm I'm sorry if I said anything that made it your business.
1: That's OK. Yeah. You didn't really.
0: So. So, but the, she used to say this, she used to say, uh, be grateful that they're talking about you because you're strong enough to take it and not everybody is. Just kind of put it in my head like, yeah, you're strong enough. Not everybody else is. If you, if you got sober when you thought you couldn't, right? Yeah. You Literally, that's the toughest thing. That's one of the toughest thing people. I work at a rehab toughest thing. All the resources in the world they just toss it away. So hard for people to do. Who cares what three? Idiot comics who are overly enthusiastic about the roast battle show might say about I anybody. Know, but at
1: the same time, that they if they do say anything, I'm still getting exposure in a way. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah, keep talking. You know when uh, the, the celebrities have bad press, they're still in the press. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's awesome. I'm talk. Be like hell oh, yeah. Also these things. Also I'm amazing.
1: Yeah. Shut
0: <laughs> up. Or you can just look at him and go, "Yeah, shut up. No one cares what you have to say." Could you imagine if you said that to a comedian? Like, no one cares what you have to say. Yeah, God bless you, but no one cares what you have to say. Like, good, good for you, but you know, five minutes from now, nobody cares. That's true. Yeah, I just gave you, I just gave you like mean fireback stuff. Like, that's yeah, okay. Comebacks. Yeah, But it's, it's true. Nobody. I mean, po- point out that, that we're all, we're all little fish in this pond. This pond is huge mm-hmm. and it's, it's, you've come from another place and I, I see comics come from other places where you can tell they were, they were the big fish in their pond. And now I w- we're all, yeah we're all little guppies. Yeah. And the ones that handle it with humility just ex- grow, and grow and grow and grow and grow. And the ones that don't, they stay small guppies. Apparently, I'm very fish focused today. Fish focused. Fish focused. So, um, when are you your most honest? Um, probably when.
1: Probably when the person's gonna know I'm lying anyway. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! So, something happened once. I had a friend. Uh, talk out during a comedy show. Like, she's not a comedian. She doesn't know you're not supposed to do that. And I saw her at this show. She asked the comedian on stage if they could turn down the AC. Like, and she was just kind of heckling, you know? And she didn't really know she was doing it. Yeah. But then uh, I was putting on a show with my friend, my other comic friend, uh, I'll just say Tamika. Yeah. And um, uh, I wrote to her, what are you going to do If she talks out during the show, are you prepared for that? And uh, I sent it to her, though. I sent it to the girl. (laughs) uh,
0: I've totally done that. (laughs) iPhone, you're so
1: convenient
0: and so tricksy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and so later on, I'm driving to the show, and she's like, what is this supposed to mean? And then I was like, oh, God. And she called me, and I was just like, well... I didn't say, oh, I didn't mean it, or, oh, I was joking. I just said, well, one time I observed you talking out during the show, and I was just trying to s- prepare for if you did it this time. And she's like, is it bad to talk out during a show? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of distracting.
0: Oh, and she just she, didn't know.
1: Yeah. And uh, she goes, okay, well, I'm glad I, I knew. I just wish I would have known in a different way. So anyway, I could have been more honest by being like, hey, when you come tonight, I just got to (laughs) tell (laughs) you. Keep your dumb mouth shut. Yeah. (laughs) I know you're excited. Yeah. A lot of times it's not cool to talk.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even I do that. Sometimes I'll get all excited and I'll be Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Somebody's like, I'm not going to do that part of the bed. I'll yell, do it. (laughs) I don't know why.
1: (laughs) But that's okay. I think that's okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but if you If a comedian's on stage And you're like Can I get a hot chocolate Or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> My coffee has gone cold Someone yeah. refill my drink I'm cold <laughs> Who is I need a blanket Yeah <laughs> That's really cute She just didn't know Yeah She thought it was all connected Love it How do you experience Fear and anxiety Uh What do you Like That's different? Well, no. Like, what is the experience like for you, and what do you do about it? Oh, God. Well,
1: now I've just started getting into praying. Because, like, I'll be really scared to do a show. And then I'll, like... Isn't it Tebow, the guy that prays on the sidelines? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of do that. Take a a knee. (laughs) Yeah. But then I'm standing in the middle of, like, a comedy club, and I'm, like... I shouldn't cross myself in front of like crossing myself before I get on stage. I know that sounds kind of weird, but, um, cause I'll get, I'll get real big stage fright and then I'll just like pray that, uh, whatever happens happens. And like, I have the courage just to go up there and the strength that if, uh, that I can be calm and have a good time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Some- before fear and anxiety was just like i'm gonna drink <laughs>
0: <laughs> i guess what order a drink
1: yeah <laughs> how you deal with fear and anxiety jack daniels there we you know?
0: go <laughs> <laughs> totally understand i uh started yeah. on um on st- before if i'm nervous before a show mm-hmm. i will um i always pray I would, I would pray when i wake up and then i'll pray like hey you know, and I did this uh when I would speak at conventions and stuff, I'd be like mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Hey God, just you speak first. And whatever I'm supposed to do up there, you you lead the way. I'm just I'm just there to make the noise." And then um that was not my words. Those were my sponsor telling me to do that. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes if I'm really nervous, I'll take my chip out of the holster thing it's in, and I'll hold it in my hand. I'll press it against my palm to kind of like oh. remember where I am you know like in that movie um god damn it with leonardo dicaprio the they have the little objects that keep them from diving into too many people's dreams and forgetting who they are yeah what's that movie called somebody why do i always forget it who isn't it's Uh, a it's like a it's like a rip-off of a starts with an eye yeah inception inception yeah I'm so sorry to the people listening to this who were just like, Inception, you idiots. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've done that listening to podcasts. I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> who is it? I guess we'll never know. We'll never <laughs> know. None of my business. Um, but uh, I'll do that. I'll, I'll press it into my palm or uh, I've been doing martial arts uh, since I got clean. And so if I want to get my energy up before a show, I'll go in the bathroom and I'll do some karate moves in the stall by myself like a weirdo shadow boxing in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. yeah i'll do i'll full on dork it up yeah yeah praying is the least geeky thing you could do yeah i i know one friend uh this comic opie he'll do push-ups just anywhere mm-hmm. he just does push-ups when he gets nervous really? yeah
1: i guess yeah you get it out
0: get it out yeah you get it out so uh get your
1: blood pumping get that your adrenaline yeah. get your aggression yeah. going get your yeah. get your, get get your testosterone stage, what's what up everybody hey everybody
0: <laughs> well, i have something to say
1: why not just do them on stage
0: just do the push-ups on stage oh my god then, why not yeah
1: just trying to I got, I got i'm I gonna try
0: that next time and do it that'd be really fun yeah. <laughs> And people would be like what's happening um what character uh character defects were you afraid to give up like you said earlier, I'm afraid I won't be interesting. Mm. I used to write that after every step. I'd have to write a write a response to this question: um, What are your fears about this step? And I'd always be like, My fear is that I will no longer be an interesting person for the really years. Yeah. It's like those things didn't make me interesting at all. I was. They yeah. made me crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was afraid that I'd be boring. Yeah. If I quit drinking. Like, oh, I'm going to go somewhere and I'm not going to be any fun, you know? Yeah. And I have people say to me, oh, you're boring now that you quit drinking. And Those are probably also alcoholics. Yeah. Is <laughs> Jeff Karasalas or Karasalas. Do you know him? Yes. Yeah. But I think he was joking. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like, Gene, you were really boring when you were drunk and you're even more boring. <laughs>
0: Oh, such a good bird.
1: Yeah. One
0: <laughs> of uh, his, his good friends listens to this podcast. He's going to like really? that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but like, I'd heard that before and I was like, I'm even more boring now. Like I hit his punchline before he did.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: And I was like, I, I guessed your punchline. And he's like, it wasn't a punchline, Gene. And I'm like, all right
0: whatever yeah Yeah. i've
1: had people say oh so that was one of my big fears but how was i interesting i guess because i was a little wild and i was very defiant and i was Mm
0: -hmm. a rager crazy eyes yeah you you have beautiful eyes i assume that in that state they go crazy because i get crazy eyes i'm like like yeah but and some people are attracted to that i can see it in pictures i'll look at pictures from when i was getting loaded and then when i was first clean Mm -hmm. and i had this like i had wild eyes i looked great i could pose and then i went through a weird phase where i couldn't pose in pictures anymore like i could i used to be able to just be like "Ah," like (laughs) here i am am. (laughs) hi (laughs) hi Hi. (laughs) there's mania driving my entire facial expression mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like i can't do yeah. that now i'm just like that's how i feel what's up i farted just now <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want i'm bloated let's take a picture <laughs> hi okay yeah you're comfortable now yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah no but uh were there any any defects that you were like nope got to keep this forever Maybe defiance.
1: That was sort of just, I'm defiant of everything, you know? Like Mm -hmm. if somebody tells me to do something, a lot of times I want to do the opposite of it. Even if it's going to hurt me. So having to, sometimes it's okay to be defiant. But I think mine came from a lack of humility. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be the bigger person sometimes feels real small at first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and so yeah it's hard for me sometimes not to like lash out at people
0: like yeah yeah i get you yeah yeah and, the, and you don't have to no in fact like, you're you're gonna float into you're gonna float into the room and people are gonna be like there she is <laughs> like but in the best way No,
1: i don't know about that but can i tell you i uh i like for the roast battle i had somebody recording it yeah yeah like audio recording it And then I heard them, and this is not even that bad, but I heard them talking about me on the audio recording. (laughs) And they they were somebody, or it was Brent Moore, and was like, I just want to give you credit because I want to tell you that these, you know, he started saying nice things to me. And then the person was like, oh, they're pampering her. Nobody pampered me. And so I was like, should I write to him? And let him know that I fucking heard that.
0: No, you just said it on a podcast. Three people listened to. But I to. did.
1: <laughs> I did. I wrote to him and I was like, uh, "Hey, that was uh, thanks for recording that. I liked your little touch saying that uh, that I was being pampered." And he just wrote, "LOL, you're welcome." And then I thought to write, "Listen here, <laughs> they weren't pampering me. I deserved." And then I was like, "You know what? I'll let it go." you're not going to do this because you don't have to be you don't have to what what do i gain from being like i'm right yeah even if you know you changed your mind what do i gain yeah other than maybe i lost some dignity trying to look dignified
0: (laughs) that's so powerful we lose a lot of dignity when we feel like we have to try to look dignified yeah yeah yeah
1: everybody better know i'm right and respect me up in here you know right (laughs) right i don't have to you know you look like a fool trying to get that respect so yeah maybe i shouldn't even i just wanted him to know that i knew (laughs) i guess it's an ego thing
0: hey that was pretty dumb on his part yeah
1: but i'm really glad that i didn't say anything further
0: yeah it's a it's not easy to be a lady in comedy that statement oh they're pampering her now shut up like it's it's not it's not easy and on the same token we're not victims you know Mm -hmm. it's more of an issue of like there are some things that it you know being a lady is kind of a cheat code for and some things that aren't and that's everywhere in life but in general there's more things that aren't everywhere in life so they can all shut up yeah Thing. Well, people
1: are really quick to call out when, if you get any kind of special treatment, they're always quick to call that out. But when you are being abused because you're a woman, nobody says anything.
0: Suck it up. You're a comic.
1: Yeah. Suck yeah. it up. Yeah. You're a comic.
0: Come on. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to have thick skin? Like, no. What makes us good for, for a lot of people, for me, what makes me better at comedy is being vulnerable. The minute I step outside of my vulnerability, I'm so not funny. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, the
1: best comics are vulnerable, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, eat a dick. That's my <laughs> that's my feeling on that one. That's so funny. Are you guys still, like, buds? Or was that a thing where you're a little... Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's fine. I don't think we would have been buds if I'd uh, said anything more.
0: Mm. I mean, there I haven't know.
1: seen him since. And yeah. I, I didn't make it mean. I just let him know that I heard it.
0: He's so. probably super embarrassed. Yeah. Like, I would be so... It's the same thing about sending the text That's not meant for that person. Yes. But then they get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so embarrassing.
1: Maybe I'm still not good with like not acting out on my anger. Not at all. I, I mean, I try. I try to be like responsible, mature adult. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but I deserve to rage. You know,
0: like, <laughs> yeah, it's that that Marin joke, the this response time between fuck you and I'm sorry. Yeah. That window gets really small. And I actually did that the other night. I was like, your ego's just really big, man. I just feel like you, you treat me. You're acting like a cunt. I'm sorry. Yes. That's what people <laughs> relate like to. Fuck you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lash out just now. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I remember him doing that. I I, I so relate.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like it's fucking. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, we're we're big feelers. Yeah, we're gonna feel big. I know. I just have to breathe and pause. Breathe and pause Like <laughs> <and pause. laughs> okay, sure. Make twelve more comments about my boobs. They're great boobs. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Well, That's that right. I can say. Fuck you too. Yeah. F- uh, <laughs> yeah. You're probably better about that than I yeah, am cuz I'm just yeah. like,
1: okay. <laughs> but when it when it's not necessary. I mean, there's a difference I guess between standing up for yourself and just like holding on to a petty grudge.
0: Well, and nobody wants nobody likes the friend who's like uh uh has a an inflamed sense of justice. Yeah. No one likes that friend. They're real hard to eat with cuz they don't eat half the things on the menu. Yeah. And they're real hard to shop with because the clothes are made by children. And they're real hard to have a conversation with because they're like, but yeah, the social justice movements, all of them at once. Yeah. You're like, can we just talk? Can we just be people? (laughs) Sometimes I get a little annoyed at the line at Starbucks and I want you to hear that part. (laughs) (laughs) So it's okay. Mm -hmm. You're strong. Nowhere nowhere in the experience you just had with Rose Battle do I see Jean Jean Whitney the victim. You know what i mean you're not in a victim complex you are completely holding your head up high and it's a beautiful thing thank you yeah it's uh, i'm preparing to do one to do one undercard and i'm it it i completely had an emotional breakdown preparing to do that
1: now you're gonna kill it uh, you're gonna so. kill it and then you're gonna get addicted to it and then
0: you're gonna want to do it again
1: but your sponsor, <gasps> sponsor says no my sponsor was like don't <laughs> do
0: another one of these you are a wreck um but I'm I'm open to it if it's something I can do again but I don't if I emotionally can't hold up. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why that was such a scary place to go in my mind. Like oh, you mean I have to be alone in the experience of writing jokes and mm-hmm. I tend to be one of those like I live my life and then something happens and I type it in my phone and then I keep moving. And um oh, my phone's going crazy. Um and uh there's like there's this concept of I have to really buckle down and be very disciplined because I want to win. But then there's also the like the pressure of I want to do it on my own, on my, on my writing because I feel like I can. And, um, and then the, the whole thing of I'm painfully aware that there's way more to talk about with me. I'm 10 years older than this person and I'm clean and she has a DUI actually. Really? <laughs> yeah yeah she's real fun she has oh, one of those yeah. blow meters in her car oh she's a sweet girl i didn't yeah. I, I didn't know any of that about that's her until so she much stuff me. to
1: work with there. yeah
0: for sure there's she's got a ton of stuff to work with um she but she asked me it was actually there's a weird moment where she asked me a question about my sponsor and i had to text her back that's completely off the table if you say that on stage i can't guarantee i won't punch you and she was like okay. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, I love you mean it, but that's off the table. You wow. don't want to say that to me ever. You get good boundaries. I, I had to, man. Yeah. And I was like, there's two people you can't talk about. You can't talk about my stepmom and you can't talk. And I had to, and I actually called my, my family and I said, Hey, I'm going to do this show. It's the first time I'm going to do it. I'm probably going to get very little attention from it, but you cannot look me up or listen to anything on it. Cause you're going to get really upset. I was like, I love you. This mm-hmm. is a kindness. Don't don't i know you guys are proud of me right now but don't look that show up don't listen to any of it don't and if someone listens to it don't like if my stepbrother listens to it do not say it to cindy don't don't do it let her let her be spared that yeah so because because they will they will talk about your dead family members they'll talk about your sexual history, they'll talk about your mm-hmm. anything. They'll make, make things up,
1: up. a sexual history. Yeah. <laughs> they, they,
0: they will make up an adopted Chinese sister. Yeah, That's, that's a thing <laughs> we've seen. Uh-huh. There's literally anything can happen. Yeah. So just kind of preparing myself mentally, but preparing the people around me mentally too. Like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. It's a great opportunity. I'm so grateful to mm-hmm. do it. On the other hand, um, I'm going to put myself through the meat grinder and, uh, and it's going to be public. So, love you. Do not look at it. So. Hopefully
1: I'm they're going to want to look at it more, right?
0: Nah, not my no. family. When I tell okay. them turn away, they turn away. Okay. <laughs> okay, <so> that's good. <laughs> so, but, um, uh, I'm, I'm talking too much about me, Jean. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dual conversation. It's a, it's a dual com- how do you experience forgiveness for myself, for yourself, for others, um, people, places, and things.
1: I can't remember forgiving anybody for a while. <laughs> it's hard. No, you know what? I get angry really easily, but then I get over it pretty quick. That's, That's just, big. Uh, you know, I I guess I'll... I don't want to be angry. I don't want to have bad feelings towards anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be like, okay, they did that because of this and that. And was it that big of a deal? I don't know. If it... If it wasn't that big of a deal, then, you know, I can return the relationship to normal. Hmm. Uh, but if it was, I might kind of keep my distance from that person. Does You're, that make sense?
0: Yeah. You ever do that weird coda thing where you, uh, I, I just, I have a friend who's really big in coda and I stole this from her. It's the hardest thing I've had to do mm-hmm. is to just say, I just want to acknowledge that our relationship has changed. It doesn't mean it's over and it doesn't mean that there's distance, but this does change the nature of our relationship. Yeah. And it can be for the better.
1: I think that's good to say because then the person's not freaking out. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's, you know, sometimes I've hurt people and then I'm like, they're my friend, but then there's a distance and then I'm like, what's going on? And then I'm overanalyzing everything and then I'm yeah. getting sad. So and I'm like, is everything all right? And, they're like, yeah, everything's fine. It's over. It's water bridge. the bridge. Yeah.
0: I'm totally fine. What are you talking about? It's fine. I just, I'm never going to call you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you at parties and hug you and tell you your shoes look great, but no. Mm, yeah. I don't think
1: everything's fine.
0: Yoga date's off.
1: Yeah. And then you just feel terrible. <laughs> so yeah, you're really forgiving someone when you tell them.
0: Um, hey, hey, love you. When you behave this way, it hurts our feeling. It hurts the relationship. I have feelings about it. Yeah, it's, I've just started doing it. It's so gross. So it's such a weird feeling. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this
1: is so hard. Uh,
0: Chelsea K. Does
1: anybody, when you tell them that, does anyone like go, Oh, okay. I,
0: I did it at weird. work. I uh. did it at work. I had a, I had an incident where, um, I wrote, cause I'm used to writing really detailed clinical notes and this facility doesn't, that that's not their style. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not good, bad or indifferent. It's just different than what they do. And so, um, she got called out on a lot of the stuff that I wrote cause her behavior is pretty atrocious on the regular. <laughs> um, and, uh, but for her, she's, she's growing, she's learning some are sicker than others. And so she, um, kind of got in my face and was like, somebody told me you wrote all these things in the notes, which isn't necessarily great therapeutically for her. It's one of those things where it was honest, but it wasn't it's sometimes that honesty can can harm others you know and like like that's why when we were talking i immediately was like oh, i've been careless with my words like there's times where we can just through our best intentions feel you know hurt harm cause harm and so i said to her she was kind of like getting in my face over and over about like well, what are you writing in the notes what are you writing in the notes what are you writing in the notes and i'm just nervous that you're gonna write things about me that are negative and i said I acknowledge that that incident changed our relationship. And I hope that we can have a positive working relationship in the future. This questioning what I write does not work for me, but I acknowledge that it's completely out of both of our hands. I can only wait until your resentment is gone. And she was just like, you know, intense, crazy eyes and storms off. That's exactly what she's supposed to do. And now we're all right, I think. I mean, I'm never going to be her favorite tech. She's never going to be my favorite client. But we learned from each other in that moment. I think that was the first time I really practiced that was like... Mm -hmm. And then I called my one friend who's really good at that. And I was like, hey, Chelsea, this is what I did. <laughs> and she was like, I think that was a very good, good way to handle it. And so the first time you've ever done that, I used to be her boss at one point at a different facility. And mm-hmm. she was just like, oh, that was, that was really great. <laughs> you know, because wow. you got to you got to acknowledge as you go, like, yeah, this has changed. It's fine that it's changed. I'm comfortable with it. It's uncomfortable, but I'm, unco- I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable if we get to if we get to another side. But if we just stay in this forever, it's kind of gross. So let's just acknowledge it and move forward. It was kind of the point. What?
1: What? I, I I would probably mess that up somewhere. I would. What if you said to someone, um, I you know, it's okay what you did. Don't worry about it. Uh, but I don't really trust you anymore just know that <laughs> like that's how I would say it would I come would, off like a dick somehow well if I would I tried to be I honest would, in
0: that way yeah I would phrase it maybe a little bit different too like well because that's the thing she doesn't trust me yeah. so I have to understand that there's there's that so I, I would phrase it somewhere like um it's uh difficult for me to trust in this situation put it back on my own behavior
1: okay so it's not like you are pointing a finger at them
0: yeah yeah and that's years of it's i learned a lot of that at work Mm -hmm. i learned a lot of that at work working with people in recovery Um, because i would say things i had a boss one time i was like i don't understand why this keeps happening and she was like well quit being a bitch at work because i just yeah she was right i was being a bitch all the time i was just like yeah well don't be an idiot like i like my way of being in the world was really rough that
1: hurt a little bit though to hear
0: oh yeah it's probably been five years since that was said to me and I just acknowledged recently that she was right it's like I and through through a conflict with another person where I looked at him I said I'm not being condescending to you right now but when I was your age I said the exact same kind of shit to people and I thought I was okay but I had to grow through that because I didn't like the isolation it created in my life Mm -hmm. and they come well, they, and, and to, to his credit, totally honest, he said that is condescending. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, "You're right. I, I don't know any other way to say it other than I've been in your shoes, and I love you, and I'm willing to willing to walk through this with you."
1: So, what I could do is I could say, um, "I love you, and it's okay, but this is gonna. It's just difficult for me to. It's probably gonna be difficult for me to trust you now, or is that still, or even just
0: trust for right now, because you know." That it's gonna change. Yeah, you're not gonna feel this way forever. Yeah. in fact, probably in three days you're gonna feel 100 percent less, okay. and then in four days you're gonna feel 150 percent less. And so it's it's more about like eh, just several a little difficulty trusting our friendship, or you know how how honest that is right now. You know, I felt a little felt, felt a little betrayed, but always getting back to like I feel this way as opposed to.
1: You betrayed me. This,
0: you betrayed me and I'll never trust you again. Like, that's, uh, okay. you know, we're, that that's how I would handle that. And just try to, and then just, like, th- that's hard.
1: <laughs> See, that's what I would have said. I would have been like, after this betrayal, I just want you to know, gonna do the mature thing and tell you I'm never trusting you again.
0: <laughs> I, I did the mature thing the other day and said, I'm not just gonna beat her, I'm gonna beat you too. <laughs>
1: This isn't about,
0: this is bigger now. I'm 33 years old and I'm on a playground. <laughs> Pull my pigtails, I will kick your shins. I went nuts. Yeah. It's totally, I mean, it's all. But it's,
1: it's, it's more than that. It's the, the relationship. It's about yeah. the relationship of It's
0: about the relationship. People.
1: It's not about a, a show really
0: yeah that's the the man i i i hope there's at some point a documentary about that show there's they're making one would they well no
1: i think well with the uh jason reitman i hope they
0: talk to the competitors about what they experience immediately afterwards because that to me is fascinating it's a fascinating conversation to have yeah and i've had it over and over and over again because i'll see people hurting and then i'll see them run away this is what i see exactly what you described you lost and then you left so i'll see people just bounce like just leave i gotta get out of here and when i see people retreat like they're in a dangerous place mm-hmm. I, I i have empathy for them i hurt for them and i i, I apologize for not texting you that night because i usually well, when i, saw I, you I at the diner. saw you at the yeah. diner i didn't realize that you just run off but when i've seen people retreat like that I immediately look for them, or I call them, or I text Aww. them, and I go, "Hey, you're my friend. How you holding up?" And and it sounds canned, but I've always, I usually just start with, "That crowd's real, real dumb and real, real mean, and they're fucking wrong." That was a great joke, because because the, the, it's true. I've seen good jokes fall on the floor, because the crowd's just like, "I don't understand wordplay or numbers. I'm upset." I'm real drunk and I just want, it's like a, a vibe. I don't mean to shit on the crowd. Oh my God. No, I've just, but no, I mean
1: you say this. It's helping me understand something. But when we talk about
0: it. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But it's a big yeah. emotional experience. It's worth documenting. And I c- yeah. very coincidentally asked you to do this. Not, not even thinking about it, it was going to be right after your rose battle.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's a very emotional. I see people go through it. And I'm, I think that's why my sponsor was like, yeah, just do one. Don't,
1: Yeah, my friend uh, was telling me, he was like, I don't know if I would ever do that because it sticks with people in the hallways, the shit that you say. It's going to stick with them when you see them in the hallway. It's going to bring negative energy. And I'm like, he's like, I'm like, yeah, but it's fun. It gets you exposure.
0: And it is fun. I love the math. The the, the roast jokes I love the most are mathematically sound. Like the Mm -hmm. algebra is there. The equation is there. And then they're silly fun yeah i love those jokes i love the silly fun jokes mm-hmm. i don't love the like here's here's everything about all the things that make you cry at night i don't <laughs> like those jokes i i do sometimes i've heard some but like uh, uh tom wrote that one joke about cena that was so funny when i first heard it i like i, I did like a deaf jam run around a parking lot uh-huh. when he told it to me it was um and i and i don't think that joke would work now with the temperature of the room since i've seen it kind what of, was like, it it was um Uh, you may remember Cena from his unattended luggage. Yeah, I loved that
1: joke. It's such a great great joke. It's such a
0: great joke. It's so funny. It's so funny. How did it work? It took a minute. It was one of those, um, because I, it was one of those jokes where the room went, huh? And then a few of us, I started banging on the wall and laughing really loud. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like making a big deal of it. And then, the 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 dummies they, they kind of went oh it's a joke about bombs <laughs> <laughs> and then they figured i actually heard somebody behind me a comic behind me go i don't get it and then but then you watched it ripple around the room and it got like a it got it got it got it like a almost a applause break for what that room would do. Mm-hmm. Like it got this huge response, but it was very weird. It was like a slow burning fire.
1: Mm-hmm. I love those jokes, but see, there's some, it's. I don't think it's all about like because I've seen Rashid write some good jokes, mm-hmm. and then they don't do well on stage. Because mm-hmm. I think it's like your so, presence and your timing, and just it's the way you sell the joke too. Well, and you can take a joke that's not. That great and sell it. Sell in a the way shit out of it. That it really works. Yeah, and then you can have a joke that is really great and it doesn't do so well because your timing was off.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of that. I gotta start. I actually have to print what I have and narrow down and start selecting. <laughs> you'll do great. I, I think you'll do great. I don't know. I'm taking this so seriously. Yeah, but but it's improved my joke writing outside of it. So I've written a couple of jokes since then that are much more punchier. They mm-hmm. get there faster, and uh, that's not I think I just snapped for real for the first time in my whole life. Really? I was fake You've snapping never done that will make a snap
1: guys, and I guys. Snapping,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I've never done that before in my life <laughs> um but uh I was fake it um but yeah, that's a thing um so it's good it's good it's, it's I'm growing so it's a but it's a de- it's a difficult it's a show that seemed a lot of people have a difficult relationship with in mm-hmm. a positive and in a negative way it can do great things for you and it does great things for a lot of comics and you did great and it's doing great things for you right now thanks right now people are like hey that gene whitney they're like reading the rose battle report and they're like oh yes okay or whatever
1: yeah are but, they or maybe they're know. saying bad things who knows
0: the ones that are saying bad things you know, pete holmes calls it comedy cancer oh yeah what's that mean when you are jealous of other people's performances when you shit on people when you focus on what other people have and not what you're doing when mm-hmm. you um, like the
1: problem i had when i was talking to the girl yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and like talking shit about people and being gross like that, like everybody does it, but it's comedy cancer. And if you do it too much, you're going to end up with cancer and your career will die. <laughs> so, it's yep. Yeah, it's 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 the thing and you see people who are bitter and they don't go anywhere. Like and you don't I like, there are folks in the community that are loved, but then people who've been there... Uh, my, my one friend, uh, Nick Petrillo, he's, he's been great because he has a long view of comedy. It's very much like, well, five years ago it was like this. He's He kind of understands. He's been around the scene in L.A. long enough. And he says... Uh, he, he said the other day to somebody, okay, well, you may like them, but... You know, maybe not take advice from them. They're not doing that great. Like... And he didn't mean it in a bad way. He was just saying, like, that, they have, that individual has difficulty, you know, staying booked on things because their attitude is bad, mm-hmm. you know. I, I hope Nick doesn't get mad that I said that, but it, it's true. Like, sometimes, sometimes, you know, that bad attitude is uh, – somebody told me when I first started, I was like, I just feel like you guys are, you guys are supportive because I'm real nice to you. And he was like, trust me, real nice is going to take you far. It's like be 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 funny, but also nice is not gonna hurt. No, it's not gonna hurt. So, no. you got this, girl. Thank you. You got this. Who cares? This is one show that no. There are comics that don't know about that show. Most people don't know about that show. Yeah, like mo- like ninety percent of the world has no idea that show exists.
1: I know. I had to call my friend the next day, and like I called him because. He- I was like, is this the end of the world? And he was like, no, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> <That's> so sweet. <laughs> he, is this he's the like, end? there are so many. He's like, this is a good place to get exposure, but there are so many other avenues you can take. Yeah. And a lot of comics think that this is my way in. This is my way in. This, you know? Mm-mm. And I was like, yeah, I began to think that too. Like, this is my way in. Maybe I'll be really good and I'll get known through this. And he's like, just get known through your standup. And then this could be a tool you
0: use. Rather
1: yeah. than everything, you know, who not who you are. It's it's
0: really not. Yeah. It's really not who you are. Yeah. It's not I've seen your stand up. It's not remotely close to the jokes that you write. Like you, what do you mean. You, you you tell lovely stories. You talk oh. about your dad being adorable. You know what I mean? Like you ta- you do the stuff that you do, it's just not you know like you're not insulting people. That's that's not what you're doing. No it's now a skill you have, which is great. It'll be great for crowd work. I yeah. Get, and and I, or not even crowd work. Like, um, I didn't think I could do the rose battle, but I handle hecklers real well. And somebody was like, Oh, there was a uh, uh, Tom once. Somebody asked me, uh, when I first started coming or when I first started coming around the rose battle, Oh, when are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. And Tom said, spoke for me and he said, she's too nice. She's not going to do it. And Keith said, Keith Carey said no nah, she's got some content or she could do it. <laughs> and so yeah. so there's there's both sides like there's you know it's, it, but it's it doesn't tell the complete tale of or what your joke writing is and at most of the people who do the show it doesn't tell the complete tale it's just this is a the skill set they have mm-hmm. which is great it's great yeah. to have a skill set like that it's yeah. such a powerful exercise
1: yeah to be quick to be quick yeah and on your feet and to be able to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and thick-skinned
0: and to laugh at yourself Yeah, to
1: laugh at yourself yeah
0: well i love i interviewed keith here uh, a couple weeks ago but one of my favorite moments in one of his battles was he um alex Cooper had a real good joke against him and he turned laughed and then ran in place did like a funny running man mm-hmm. he did what he would have done outside of a show which was run around the parking lot but he couldn't leave the stage so he just had to run in place because he was so excited about the burn on him yeah you know he was like that's funny you know so like because sometimes one of the the things that the oc comics have decided is that um Connor McSpan and decided that I am a, uh, I'm a Muppet. I'm not a real person. I'm i I'm made of felt. And we, he developed a routine where he talks to me, Like he's a pimp and I'm a failed starlet. (laughs) So he says, you muppet ass bitch. You ain't never gonna end up in Jeff Dunham's closet. Oh no. You ain't never getting anywhere. No one's ever gonna take you on stage. What do you think? Jim Henson wants your used ass? Like he just (laughs) yells at me like, but you're a floppy felt pussy and just says horrible stuff to me. And it's so funny to me. The first time he did it, I always peed my pants because I was staying outside of a show. I had to hold myself up with a wall. I was crumbling to the floor. Uh It was The funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. And it's super insulting. Yeah. People, the first time they hear it, my other comic friends are like, he's being super mean to you. But then they get it. It's the funniest thing. I do look like a Muppet. I have a giant nose and beady black eyes, and my hair is curly and floppy, and I talk with my hands, and I'm like, (laughs) like all the time. Like, (laughs) like I am a Muppet. I'm a human Muppet. I'm aware. I'm I'm in here i'm aware and that's what makes it funny that's what makes it beautiful when somebody um when comics like you i think that they will find the thing that's true about you and the thing that you're insecure about and they'll help you laugh about it so that, i think that's the spirit of the rose battle i was just told the other day i can't go into it angry i will fail so that's the spirit of it you got to go into it like angry, ha- you, can.
1: you think you will fail
0: Oh, yeah, I I don't think anger is a good place for me to be ever. I never succeed from anger. Mm. Like one, maybe two karate, like fights or tourneys where I was like, no,
1: you because you won't be clear headed, I guess. Exactly.
0: You got to be clear headed. You can't get sensitive. You got to be. Got it. Got to be calm, cool and collected. So that means if there's any resentment going into it, I got to deal with it. and, And what I see is some people end up with resentment coming out of it. And that's okay too.
1: Was it bad that I kind of did get sensitive about some of the things that were said? I don't
0: think it's either good or bad. I think it just is. And you get to look at, like, what that means for you. Like, what what does it mean for you?
1: I don't think I got sensitive at the moment, but then later on I was thinking about it. And I was like, what if that's true?
0: Right. Yeah. It's not. But you get to confront the doubt.
1: Yeah. I I didn't realize I had that doubt.
0: Yeah. So now you get to look at like, okay, well, where does that doubt come from? Mm -hmm. Is it because my head, my disease, my insecurities tell me that I haven't accomplished enough? Who am I comparing myself to? What am I, how, what, you get to, you get to explore it. Because that's what, when I got upset uh, about Rose Battle Issues, I had to look at, okay, what, what's going on? And what I, the end road is I have existential loneliness and it makes me sensitive. That has nothing to do with the roast battle. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with it, but it explains why I would be sensitive about certain things. And even sensitive about the concept of diving into an ugly part of my brain to find jokes. You know? That's
1: scary though. That, it, that is that's mm-hmm. scary, yeah. Yeah. It's like an actor taking on sort of a bad role. Not a bad role, but like a like a dark like a, role. A dark, yeah. Yeah, you gotta go to a dark place. You gotta go to a dark and place. And you gotta guy. make sure you can get out of it. Yeah. 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 I think Vivian Lee went crazy
0: after she played Blanche DuBois. Yeah. I love that. See? So you gotta... You gotta get to the place of like... Okay, what... When I have hurt, I see it as like a road, like a little road I get to follow down. Mm -hmm. Very Alice in Wonderland type of situation. White rabbit's taking me somewhere. Where are we going? What's the end of this? Sometimes all roads lead to fear. Oh, I'm just afraid. You know, but a lot of times it's like even questioning past fear. Why am I afraid? And then getting to like, what's that thing? you get there you're tough you're you're tough cookie that's the real hard part hearing 12 ways your vagina's done things that people want to shame is completely different than like what about me creates shame like why does that sh- why did that shame hit me have you ever uh have you ever watched the ted talks with Brene brown or read any of her books daring greatly power of vulnerability Mm-mm. girl i'm gonna send you some links
1: Why does that shame hit me? Well, I mean, sometimes people do things that do are not right. Are you just not supposed to feel ashamed or have a reaction to it?
0: I think that shame. I once was doing a six and seven step with my sponsor and I put shame down as a defect. Mm -hmm. And she just laughed at me. And she goes, no, that's a feeling. You're not going to your God isn't going to take away your feelings. Try again. It's what you do around the shame mm. that's the problem. Okay. Hiding. Hiding. You hide, I lash out. I cry big and be a big victim and <laughs> somebody hurt my feelings. I texted so many people the other day, this is happening and uh help me and they were like, Yeah, sure, we'll help you <laughs> You know, but then the like the motivation for that was like, mm, like I was I was like a little kid all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know. I, and, yeah. Sorry. No, you were going to say
1: something. I do hide. And that's why it's almost like a fuck you to, for me to even do comedy. Because yeah. there is a part of me that is ashamed. I don't know where a lot of the shame comes from. but And I do hide. And I'm like, oh, I should keep myself small and closeted. and And for me to go on stage is almost like a fuck you.
0: I'm not going to hide. I'm going to yeah. hold my head high. Yeah. Yeah. There was that's a that's beautiful how many sets have you done since the rose battle how many sets have i done Mm -hmm. uh actually i haven't done any you didn't get out
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) because last night i uh i didn't get any sleep tuesday night and then i had to go to work and then after that i just like
0: went home and went to bed seriously after this uh I'm gonna doesn't that meet... sound depressing <laughs> no you know that's yeah. human that's that's human but after this i'm gonna go hit mics and i'm gonna mm-hmm. do that on friday so let me know if you want to meet up okay but that's i work the... tonight but maybe friday or saturday that's... you're right i need to get right back out there yeah yeah, yeah get right back because yeah. if you know that's the contrary action to your your feel your wanting to retreat and say like oh, you can't hurt me i'm gonna go away yeah like if you know that that's who you, how you operate, you need to do the opposite of that. Get out there. And in fact, get on stage and make a joke about how you feel about the Rose Battle. Mm-hmm. Get on stage, especially if you know that a bunch of comics in the room were there or know about it or know if someone mentions it to you. If someone has the gall to mention it to you before, mm-hmm. just just get on stage and be like, yeah, I lost the Rose Battle, blah, 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 and make a joke out of it. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> fucking Tom god damn it there was a thing I shared with him on his podcast about when I was a kid I had a cr- I had a, like crushes on fictional characters and it embarrassed me to say it even though it's normal but it made me so embarrassed because it was specifically the the example I used was the ninja turtles mm-hmm. specifically and he laughed at me so hard and like made fun of me for it and he was right it's silly because i was like red when i said it and i very rarely experience embarrassment and then he told me uh, a couple weeks ago in front at the comedy store he goes anna i uh i told april some stuff about you and i was Mm -hmm. like okay that's fair i was like what did you tell her and he goes so some stuff that was on my podcast and i was like did you tell her about the ninja turtles yeah and he goes yes and i go oh my god i turned bright red and then and nick's like why why uh-huh. what is what's making anna upset uh-huh. he's all excited <laughs> i never get that kind of upset so he tells nick and then nick makes fun of me and then it, weirdly mike schmidt was in a dancing mood he gets in dancing mood so he's dancing and um is dancing for somebody in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. So he jumps up on the wall and starts grinding on one of those poles (laughs) at that person. And I ran past a man freaking a pole with my head and my jacket over my face going you guys are police oh, yeah. <laughs> and they laughed so hard they were like that's the best image i've ever seen is anna running away in total shame and embarrassment next to a man grinding a pole like a stripper yeah <laughs> and oh, so, my God. so what i did was is the next day i wrote a joke mm-hmm. and it starts with is it weird that i had a crush on the ninja turtles boom okay took the power away immediately and it's one of my best bits right now yeah well maybe i will i would be like well tuesday i lost the roast battle yeah uh it turns out i didn't know i was big huge whore uh, no people
1: are running trains on me maybe <laughs> was in a tunnel and I was in a blackout guess Just, I should have took the dicks out of my mouth that? before I went on stage <laughs> you know what I mean Like I had someone write a couple of my jokes in the second round which I lost and apparently that makes me a cheater <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Get, go crazy lean yeah. into it and see what happens <laughs> see if I'm serious why not it might be one thing uh one of the most powerful things i saw olivia grace do the day after the shooting was i took her i was like you want to go grind mics away from la she was like yes took her to long beach she went up she can't go to she can't go to the comedy store yeah it's so so shitty stupid and dumb but um they uh they i took her to this uh little coffee shop in long beach is the first place i ever did comedy and she did the most raw and beautiful seven minutes I have ever seen she walks off stage and all of us in unison said you recorded that right
1: what did she do is just something she came up with she said I'm
0: I'm gonna say a bunch of things I've never said on stage before and then she said them and then she said she made a joke about not knowing that she could run until she beat a black man in a dead heat or in a a dead sprint running to katana from the comedy store (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? And she did this whole bit about running and 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 then the experience of almost dying and it was fucking brilliant. She just took the pain to stage. Mm-hmm. And that's not for everybody, but why not try leaning into it and owning it and being like, Yeah, I liked the Ninja Turtles. I didn't want to gangbang all of them. I didn't want I didn't want that. I was ten, you fucking perverts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> why why not and I, I, I don't know that's my two cents okay okay thank you thank you yeah. i love that you're so like you're so open right now am i open yeah you're doing really great oh thanks you well know, because you were because there was a moment where i was like maybe we'll do this another time because oh. you're just feeling your feelings and that's totally okay yeah you're all right yeah you're doing good um what are the weirdest amends you've had to make
1: i wanted to apologize to someone for peeing in their sink
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest thing i've ever heard so, yeah it
1: was i went back home to indiana and uh i it was like i was trying to make an amends like all week and i was hanging out with her but i was like it just isn't the right time to bring it up So, and then it became like, I'm leaving the next day. I'm going on a plane back to LA. And this is the last night I'm going to see her. So I was like, will you walk with me to my car? And she goes, okay. And I was like, I just want to let you know um, that that time, I shouldn't have, I can't remember how I phrased it, but I I just apologized for peeing in the sink. And she's like, so is this why you wanted me to walk with your car to you? And she just laughed. And she's like, that's the worst thing you ever did. That's fine.
0: Did you fly home to make this amends? No, I didn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was already there, but I wanted to make it in person.
0: That's so sweet. I wanted
1: to make it in person.
0: That's so great. Sorry for peeing in your sink.
1: Yeah. That's so funny. I think I made an amends to my dad. I was like, I'm sorry about, like, all the cars that crashed and, you know, time's getting arrested. And he was like, ah, it is par for the course i think he said no oh, your
0: dad's he's like, adorable. He's a
1: teenager and he's what did he say he's like i probably didn't re- deserve respect because you wanted to drink and oh. raise hell and i was trying to stop you so why would you w- give me respect i'm oh. like that's a cool way to look
0: <laughs> right that's a, sometimes that's how we show up to work like your guy's job is to be shitty and to try to relapse and my job is to to (laughs) be around for that yeah
1: how can you get mad they're just doing what they're supposed to do exactly
0: they they found i've been trying to talk about that they found a turtle under a girl's bed the other day Mm Hmm. a live turtle a live turtle how the hell did it get there i don't know how many other amphibians have i missed in my job (laughs) feels like a a lot anyway but that's beautiful your dad's your dad sounds like the best person in the world
1: yeah i feel like i can learn a lot from him you
0: know and i'll have you know la comics you talk too much shit that man's gonna fly from indiana beat you with his cane. beat you with his cane yeah (laughs) there is a there is an open warrant out on la comics old man beating yeah i'm gonna be the cutest thing in the world i think i'm gonna add that to my set
1: that's amazing
0: (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) beat you with a cane
1: i'll beat them with my cane
0: (laughs) so cute (laughs) <laughs> that's the cutest thing yeah. I've ever heard. the imagery's lovely it is, yeah, it is um what what is your like daily man like we've talked about this a lot, but like what is your your sort of like daily maintenance look like for
1: in my soul in yourself or, uh well, you know it's really funny i when I started doing the program, I didn't know if i I was like kind of agnostic, I was kind mm-hmm. of on the fence about God. But uh, this atheist in the program told me every day I wake up, I should make my bed and get on my knees and pray. And I was I was like, okay. So I started praying and I started becoming like going back to church and stuff. So, and I just thought it was ironic. there was like an atheist who encouraged that. So every morning I get up and I pray. Uh, my sponsor suggested that I meditate 10 minutes every day. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm and um generally i'll go to meetings um maybe three times a week i'll go to meetings now nice and uh i don't read the book enough i yeah. should but it bores me a lot none of us do yeah <laughs> <laughs> well there are some people who really they read yeah the book they're like page 74 you will find i'm like wow oh okay. um i do a lot of writing yeah. Some people do a 10th step Yeah, every day. I, I don't, sometimes if a resentment I have against someone gets so bad that I start obsessing about it, I will do like a 10th step on it. I will actually sit down and take the time to write mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. about what they're doing and why is it bothering me?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a valuable part. That's awesome. What, Okay. So you talked about this about your higher power. So it sounds like you're still building a relationship with your higher power. Mm -hmm. What's, what's that been like?
1: Um, well, I go to church every Sunday and I pray more and more. And when I go to church, I don't just sit there. I listen Mm -hmm. to the readings and to the gospel used to be when I first go, I would just like sit there and like think about sex or something like in the middle of church and I don't even know what the fuck's going on. We're (laughs) supposed to stand now. Great. And (laughs) now I listen and there's just so much wisdom in -hmm. what the priest says. Like, um, what was it last week? He was talking about faith and, uh, having, you know, like the beggar putting in all of her money and the rich people putting in more money than her. But uh, it, it doesn't matter because she has faith that she's going to... I'm not describing it very well. She has faith that she's going to be all right. And uh, the priest was talking about just having faith that God's going to take care of you. Um, and you're going to be okay. And not to worry. And so I go out and I try to take that in my daily life. Yeah. And uh, what was it? I, I was going to church and I wasn't getting anything at, from it. And my dad was like, you need to come to Jesus or something or you need to what was he he was encouraging me to like be more Catholic I guess and then I was like I pray and I don't get anything out of it I can't find God anywhere and my dad was like you have to look for him you have to go to him mm-hmm. you have to look for God uh, you have to make an effort you can't just go and think about sex in church and then leave and be like why do I still feel shitty <laughs> this isn't working like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I went and I started participating and listening and more and more. Um, I think my connection is to God is getting thicker, which is scary, actually. Because yeah. I want to hold on to this parts of me that are bad.